G'day, beer lovers, and welcome to The Antidote, a series of special episodes of Brews News Live. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum. In this series, we hope to engage with the beer community to share the insights, the ideas, and strategies of other folk in the caper and to provide a virtual gathering place, uh, an online beer o'clock, if you like, so that those forced into isolation away from family, friends, and most importantly, beer colleagues can connect, stay informed, but more importantly, feel a part of this extended beer family. Uh, what we won't be covering is government updates on retail compliance, any other directives that are aimed at the broader community, unless they're relevant. To be fair, the landscape is changing so rapidly that there are far better and more immediate sources for that info than us. You can join us live or listen later through your favourite podcast channel, and we will also provide a chat room function which is working as we speak, so you can send us tips, tricks, and ask our guest a question in real time. And this afternoon, the guests to whom you can fire a question or two are Scott McKinnon, from Wolf of the Willows Brewing and Richard Kelsey from Beer Cartel as today we turn our attention to online sales and all that that entails. I'm joined again by my Brews News Week co-host and good mate Matt Kierkegaard. G'day Matt. Welcome back. Uh, as, as I said in the um, teaser, due to moderate demand, um, we're back for episode two of The Antidote. You've really kind of uh, just forgotten all those lessons, all those things we talked about, about talking things up rather than <laughs> talking things down. Well, you know, like... And when... if, 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 if there wasn't a time, Matt, if there wasn't a better time to be sort of, I guess, talking all things positive and, uh, and creating that, that virtual beer garden um, for people to, to gather around and, um, as I say, there's enough doom and gloom without us adding to it. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, mate, how's your day been today? What have you been up to? Just uh, we'll have a quick uh, touch touch base, and then uh, we'll get uh, Scotty McKinnon on the phone. Uh, yeah, busy. Yeah, we've. Um, I, I got stickered. I got uh, temperature tested. I got questioned. Um, I, I was probed in some in, in some you know interesting places of my soul. Um, now I had to visit a hospital today. I had to take. Uh, Mrs. Pilsner um, for a, a post-operative checkup, and uh, it's fair to say that yes, they're they're taking lots of precautions. So you have to get a little green tick visitor sticker to show that you've um, had your temperature taken and you're uh, okay to go. So which is it, first for the first time, it's it sort of I guess a little bit scary because uh, you know I have I've been self-isolating, I've been um, staying away from pretty much everywhere. But today, yeah, we had to go and get a blood test, um, which was pretty straightforward because there was nobody there. But then, yeah, the hospital just kind of makes it a little bit real. And I think I'm guessing, having had a chat with our first guest today already um, to team up for today, um, not alone in that. I think, yeah, there's we're probably going to touch on, you know, some topics that are perhaps a little bit raw. Um, and But I think it's important that we shed some light on them um, and say out loud, I guess, sometimes, you know, what we're thinking. Sometimes, you know, just hearing someone else say what's been bouncing around in your own noggin can be surprisingly soothing and, and I hope reassuring. Absolutely. Well, uh, mate, just tell us who our first uh, guest is. Yeah, this is the bit where I have to pat out while you uh, dial a number, isn't it? Exactly, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, now, our first guest is from uh, Wolf of the Willows Brewing. Now, those who know Scotty will know... Uh, just a, one of life's terrific blokes, but but just one of the nicest guys um, in an in an industry that really attracts the nicest of guys. Um, he started out as a, a keen home brewer and got the opportunity through working with his good mate Derek Hales to create Bad Shepherd Wolf of the Willows Brewing under the one roof, uh, sharing time in the same brewery. But recently, he's had the opportunity to um, take over his own lair 
Is that? It? I guess it's a lair, isn't it? It's sort of a wolf. Although the wolf of the willows was. Um, and and, and, and Pete, you can of... stop filling now because I've got well, Scotty good. on. Okay, I've got Scotty on the line. G'day, Scotty. <laughs> wait, wait no, no, keep on going, mate. G'day, please, Scotty. Please. Oh, you, 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 you can <laughs> hear all of that. This, this is good. Yesterday, the guest couldn't hear Pete, which uh, I actually got a few texts saying thank you. That was a relief, but uh, you can. <laughs> no, loud and clear. How are we, gentlemen? Mate, well, mate, we're good. Um, more importantly, how are you? No, no, all good, all good. Yeah, you say that. Um, <laughs> fair to say, mate, yesterday when I, I popped over to uh, socially distance myself from you, but, you know, get as close as I could to the point where I could get a few uh, cases of your fine beer into the back of my car, um, you were looking like you'd, you'd been doing a fair bit of um, hard yakka and, and not just of the <laughs> physical kind. Yeah, look, uh, I think like most people at the moment, it's... Uh, Uncertain times, you know, both personally and for the for the business, and that all uh, does catch up with you on occasion. And probably yesterday was probably one of the lower days that we've had here. Um, I get probably hit the hospitality industry and by association the brewing industry pretty hard. Uh, the actual reality of what was occurring uh, yesterday, and but you know, as they say, you know, the sun rises again and. Today is a much better day for us and uh, for a number of reasons, which we, you know, obviously can chat about today. And, um, yeah, it's certainly not smooth sailing, but, you know, I, I sincerely think that <clears throat> we can all get through it and just got just to gotta navigate it carefully and strategically. It's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, well, Scotty, on, tell, yeah, tell, tell us about the, uh, the the good news today, because um, we could all use some, uh, you know, something <laughs> that's a little bit uplifting well, um, at the moment. Well, we, um, I feel like I'm a kid at a lemonade stand that I put outside my, my parents' place, but uh, we kind of put out the word probably three days ago. Uh, no, yesterday was the first day we did it. Two days ago that we were actually going to do effectively cellar door sales. So we've. Um, you know, we were hoping to actually open, kind of in inverted commas. It, um, uh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> officially, uh, last weekend with you know the tap room and um, with the kitchen and the whole kit and caboodle, but that all got put on hold probably about two weeks ago when we got a sniff of what was going on. So yeah, but yesterday we opened up just to <clears throat> a good old-fashioned Aussie drive-through takeaway sales and yeah like it uh the response has been pretty awesome like you know we're not killing it with sales but everyone that's come through and that it's been more than i expected have you know uh been really positive and supportive and it's probably just yeah given us a bit of a lift to um feel that we're not just literally isolated in the brewery which is what it's felt like for a good couple of months now as we've been building and trying to still run the business at the same time. So, yeah, it was good. A good feeling. And, and today... Yeah, and, and Scotty, you're, in, I guess, in that unique position too of, um, you know, having a, a, a venue that's about to open. So it's it's not as if you've even sort of been able to fire a shot um, before this all sort of happened. No. Um, so you've got to almost put that excitement on hold, um, replace <laughs> it with, you know, a, a bit of tentativeness and, um, you know, being aware um, but it's also, and, and this is, I guess, where you are very similar to a lot of other brewers, um, 
you've got a family as well and it's 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 you know the business and the family are two separate things but when it's the family that that runs the business yourself and renee i guess that you know it, it, it's kind of a double blow because it's not like you can go home and have a break from you know what's going on at work no look i think that aspect uh is you know across a number of businesses that they're in you know what i call a kind of smaller end of the craft brewing industry and you know when i say smaller end we're quite proud of that and embraced it and uh we we what it does mean that yeah the the best you know board meetings probably happen when you're staring at the ceiling lying in bed you know <laughs> trying to get trying to get to sleep at night or you wake up early and both kind of you know. i'm sure that's not what renee yeah. says <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. She, uh, Paint a picture she, for the take... chat room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, looking. You know, that's that's what we knew we were saddling up for. And on the other hand, you know, it's. Uh, I think the biggest achievement I've got is that Renee's still married to me after you know over ten years of marriage and more than five years of the business. So I'll take that as a. That's a. I'll take that pretty positively, actually. Um, but yeah, it's hard, Matt. It's it, that that part is hard, and um, you just probably learn to weather certain, you know, not not bringing up what I'd call uh, items that are going to stress each other out, you know, too late in the evening, and try to just compartmentalise things a, a little bit as well. Scotty, it was interesting that you said, you know, being at the smaller part of the industry, you know. You, you don't quite have the same deep reserves that a much bigger company has to come on. But I, I guess the balance for that is, um, whilst it's not a huge income stream for you at the moment, doing something like opening the drive-through, um, you know, you that does provide some form of, um, you know, cash lifeline coming in um, that you don't need a, a national distri- uh, distribution to, to survive as well. Look, I think for us, first of all, it's psychologically uplifting that people actually, you know, as a brewer, when you're, uh, you know, or being in the brewery, you don't sort of see people actually purchasing your product. And look, it's different with people with tap rooms because they're seeing that, but historically, I haven't, unless I go out for a beer and with the family, that's pretty hard. Um, so, first of all, that, you know, that makes, that's made us feel better. Um, but, Financially, having, you know, we probably, what do we do? We probably grossed 1100 yesterday. That's cash straight into our business. Like, not literally cash, but it's coming through our EFT. And that's, um, well, POS machine, I should say. And that, that, you know, like, as with most um, brewers, we probably don't see cash for our actual keg product for 45 to 60 days if we're lucky, <laughs> you know, depending on the customer. So so I guess that really good. highlights the benefits of, you know, like the Keeping Local Alive campaign where we are reminding people to go out and, you know, pick up a, you know, a, a, a slab of beer from Wolf of the Willows or, a, you know, up closer to my way, you know, a six-pack and a pizza from Newstead or Soapbox. Yeah, and I, th- I think, look, that... That's great because it's actually money directly to breweries and I think it's great because breweries like ourselves actually get to communicate with customers and show them that we are, you know, real people. And, you know, yesterday our kids were running around with scooters, you know, towards the end of the day when the forklift wasn't running and, 
you know, customers are actually seeing that. And I think that um, it probably arcs back to a lot of the, the community, genuine community-related um, uh, sort of push of what, you know, craft breweries, in my opinion, should be, that kind of yeah, meeting place for for locals. And, yeah, I think that it just at this time when everyone's kind of getting kicked in the shins a lot, it, I think just those small things really help kind of lift the spirits as well, as well as the bank account. Mate, sometimes it's oh, – go on, Matt. I was just going to say, you know, just on that, Scotty, sometimes, you know, uh, crises like this can bring out, you know, we've just got to t- change tack. We've got to zig and zag and we've got to, yeah. you know, perhaps think of different ways of doing things. Have you considered now that maybe when you open the uh, the tap room, you can put in little kids, you know, like a little scooter track? <laughs> well, it's um, – apart from OH and ST shoes, we, um, we – I always wanted to have a skate ramp, but – Renee's vetoed that because of uh, <laughs> liability and all that. But um, yeah. mind you, Pete, um, Scott did say that his kids were running around with scooters. So I think somebody should teach them how to use a scooter. A scooter, probably, true, yeah. true. <laughs> well, you know, scooters are a dirty word in my opinion. But hey, you know. It's, uh, hey, listen, Scotty. Yeah. One of the reasons that we wanted to get you on was to sort of, I guess, tap into um, there'll be others out there thinking I'm, I'm a similar position to Wolf of the Willows in terms of you know size, output, uh, the you know the, the layout and, and design of my business. Um, you had to you know change tack pretty quickly and come up with um, online sales. Talk us through, I guess, the process of that, and who, you know, what, what advice you got, or what assistance you, you needed to to get that up and running so quickly. Um, so, first thing is that uh, we historically we've had, I suppose, a, a shop through our website, but it's been pretty small and just related to to merchandise. Um, we did that through a third party uh, that doesn't actually allow you to sell alcohol through their platform so we had to when we realized that we um had to think pretty quick and look at other options that could get us up and running as soon as possible um i'll caveat that by saying we're still uh we've put together our website but we're yet to go live just because of a few things that we need to do in the background that relate to uh the dns and um more technical stuff of having it actually live, but that will should update overnight. So on that note, the thing is that you can have all your information ready to go. You just need to make sure it will accept that it might take a few days for um, things to go through the relevant processes um, with, and when I say I'm, I'm about to use the word, the platform that you choose. So we're, we looked at, there's a few what I call kind of pro forma or off-the-shelf platforms that allow you to easily and quickly go in and put in your pictures, your cans, your bottles, whatever, put your pricing, um, put your descriptions in there. They have the navigation that allows that to um, a consumer to easily move through the different parts of the website and then obviously going through a uh, a shopping cart. Look, everyone's done online retail, I'm pretty sure, so they don't understand the process. But um, that those platforms, and there's, we, we've chosen Shopify. Uh, there's others called, I don't know, Squarespace, for example. Um, and if you look at some of the other websites up there, like some of the local guys down here, like Hop Nation and Mr Banks, they have used those same platforms. Um and if you look at their websites, you can go down to the bottom, I'm pretty sure, and it should have like a watermark or small text that will indicate, you know, what the other 
brewery or other retailer, whether they be in beer or something else, has built their uh, online store in. And if you like the format of it, you can probably get that off the shelf from someone uh, from that platform provider and then just pay a monthly subscription, which means for everyone that's cash strapped right now, you're not having to spend seven, eight, ten grand on a new website. You're only paying anywhere from, I think ours is 29 US a month. So say 50 bucks a month Australian. Um, yeah, so you're not getting, you know, you know, it's a subscription model over time. And I think yeah. that's, a, we, we judge that to be the quickest and easiest way to get live as soon as possible um, without having to deal with development issues. When I say development, you know, code behind the website not working properly and then your shopping cart not calculating things properly, et cetera, et cetera, which no one's got time to problem solve those issues, particularly if you're not technically trained. Um, so, yeah, so our, our website should be live. We're hoping it all ups- updates by probably tomorrow morning. Now, Scotty, another more, perhaps more relevant issue related to that and one that I think a lot of people would not be aware of, and I say that because I wasn't aware of it until we had a, a bit of a chat this afternoon on the phone, um, is uh, we spoke to Jane Lewis yesterday and, and two birds are roughly 50-50 in terms of keg versus package. You're mm-hmm. closer to sort of 70% keg. You've had to turn those kegs into cans. How Talk, talk us through that. So, yeah, so look, obviously like everyone been caught caught out by probably the <laughs> very chain very quick change in how our beer will be consumed so we looked pretty heavily into it over the last week um, across you know what I'd call a hands-on more practical side of things of <clears throat> how we can actually take what's in keg and put it into little kegs cans um, and that's where so we we use uh, East Coast, canning as our um, provider for all our cans and um, chatting with Chris, Jim and Josh and a bunch of those guys that work there are really helpful Um, and basically come up with a system that we we actually tested today and it worked really well um, for repackaging some of our keg stock into cans and uh, takes a little bit longer got to have your beer cold, got to make sure it's not over-carbonated, um, got to have an extra staff member to be really watching the kegs as you put them through. Um, the good thing about East Coast is they're using uh, a canning line with basically a, a bowl or a filling vessel as part of the uh, the actual canning line, so it creates its own pressure environment. So that makes it well, that means you can can directly off the keg with couplers versus if it's just a, a pressure-related um, uh, can filler coming off, you know, a normal bright or a uni tank, then you've got to put your kegs back into tank and then create the same environment that you normally would. So, um, but yeah, it worked well. It was the losses weren't that that great at all. Um, we were really happy. Just a bit slower, and another staff member's probably only negatives. Um, but, uh, but the one thing everyone has to you know, look at and probably talk to your accountant about is the excise calculations. So the implications are basically that anything that's left a bonded area under keg, that tax has to, excise has to be paid. And then if you're repackaging from that point, then you have to pay the excise again. So if it's bonded, 
that's fine. You just do an adjustment in your excise calculations and return. But um, yeah, pretty important part to make sure. Yeah, obviously we're all being compliant, and um, yeah, unfortunately it's not the greatest news for some people. But um, so, yeah, so the tip is to speak to your accountant as well as to your, I guess your your canner or your your canning consultant. Correct. Yeah, definitely talk to your accountant. And make sure you're making those numbers correct for the ATO. Um, if you work, and this is the thing, like. Um, if you have a relationship with your local ATO officer, try to push them that because it is. I gather it's being pushed by the IBA at the moment. Don't quote me on this, but I gather they're trying to push for um, that rule to change, considering the circumstances. Um, but at the moment, it hasn't. So just got to be careful there. Um, and sorry, did you have you guys already spoken about? the changes today already the, or not? the excise no no we were waiting to uh, get that on and no. i was just about to ask you you know it, well, I figured you'd be <laughs> as good as anyone to release that good news mate well when pete told me that i'm sorry i couldn't i still couldn't find it um it wasn't it was, on the site it's yeah we, we've decided that with stuff like that there's no point us duplicating it to try and get people to okay. come through our website we just share that to, to the um ato's stuff straight to facebook um and and, okay. and our other channels is it updated? Uh, anyway, sorry, do you want to outline that, Matt? Or? Uh, yeah, look, my understanding, and you've probably taken more advice because it was pretty thin um, in, in the detail, but there's a just a, a, like a, um, a holiday of six months or it's being deferred for six months, uh, any okay. uh, um, uh, excise payable is my understanding, and maybe uh, some of the brewers um, or the professionals in the... Chat room can correct me if I'm wrong about that, but yeah, no, it was it was only three words as part of all of the other um, relief, you know, the, the other postponing of payments that uh, w w was coming through. So hopefully, mm. that will well, provide a little bit of that, cash flow relief. Yeah, I know from our perspective, that's yeah, apart from you know, obviously um, postponing BST payments, well, probably even more so than GST payments, but that's huge. For, for us and I imagine for a lot of people out there. So um, that's probably where I'm a little bit cheery as well. So, um, yeah, that, 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 that will, for us will literally make the difference probably between making or breaking us. So, yeah, pretty happy about that one. Yeah. So, well, mate, we've, we've got to get on. Uh, we're trying to keep this uh, a little bit tight. Um, but thank you very much for joining us, uh, Scotty. So what would see, you know, oh God, uh, I guess everything's uncertain, but what was the planned... Uh, opening date for the new uh, venue, um, but uh, for all of this craziness? Uh, we had planned for uh, friends and family last Wednesday. Oh, so, okay. uh, and then industry Thursday <laughs> and then public. So we, um, we're just watching it and seeing now. So, um, yeah, look, we'll uh, hopefully have the drive-thru open for as long as we can. And um, from there, you know, um, Shout it from the rafters as soon as we, we can actually have people in here and not be worried about um, being too close to each other. <laughs> oh, well, just give us the address so anyone who's living down uh, down your way in uh, Mordialloc can uh, swing by and pick up a, a, a slab or two. Thank you. Uh, 39 to Haviland Road in Mordialloc, um, literally in the f flight path for the uh, Moravan Airport, which uh, creates a bit of entertainment uh, on occasion. So, um, yeah, just in the... Just in the, the back of Morty, like beautiful part of the world. <clears throat>
Hey, Scotty, have you considered um, a way to sort of save cost is to perhaps um, treat your rent payments the same as the previous tenant did? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we've had a few uh, fun jokes about that. We've had a few people uh, probably be a bit more serious about it as well. But no, no, we'll... Um, we pay our, yeah, I did we know pay yeah, our you've, you've had to put a sign on the door <laughs> to sort of to distance yourself from the previous tenant. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that so, at, at um, a later date. Um, you know, when when we can be a little bit more lighthearted about things like that. But mate, thanks very much for joining us on the antidote. Get back out there and um, mate, you've earned a beer. Just go and sit down, and relax, and enjoy a beer. And oh, I've look... been sipping on one in the background. Don't worry. <laughs> but, um, and and really too. looking forward thank to you, joining man. you. Uh, you know, on, on the other side for a beer at the lair. Yeah, no, cheers. And to everyone out there, like, it's, I'm not going to use the word, but it's pretty, you know what, up, messed up at the moment. But um, people need beer and people, from what I've seen the last 24 hours, people gravitate to um, support, you know, like-minded people. So, um, yeah, keep on trucking. Good on you, Scotty. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Scotty. Um, now, next guest coming up, Matt. Um, is going to dial in uh, Richard Kelsey from Beer Cartel, and we, you know, uh, obviously reached out to Richard because, again, today we're sort of talking a little bit about online and that sort of thing. We thought it'd be good to get a an online retailer, somebody who's had a bit of um, time at the caper, uh, just to see how things are are changing, what sort of considerations you need to place front of mind um, when presumably they're, you know, expecting a, a bit of a, an up an upturn in. In their particular business and just you know cards on the table of course beer cartel is a loyal and long-term sponsor of um of radio bruise news and our uh, weekly podcast uh bruise news week so um have you got richard there matt i, I do indeed pete so uh How's the timing <laughs> richard kelsey welcome to uh, the antidote hi guys nice to be here Mate, one of the reasons we wanted to uh, catch on, obviously we're talking about everything that's happening uh, with, with the current uh, coronavirus crisis, but uh, we were really interested to, to hear how online sales were going. We obviously saw panic buying apparently uh, at some of the big box retailers, but are you guys copying the benefit of some panic buying your way? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, so last week um, we saw an uptick um, both online and in our store, um, and the online's continuing to grow. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it is um, significantly higher than, um, say, the, the same month last year. So I think we're almost up around about 50%, um, which is, uh, I guess, nice in this climate. You just, you don't know what's around the corner. And that, that, that's a um, big thing is, is what change is going to be put in place um, so that there's lots of risks there. We're, we've actually um, uh, decided to close out our um, store this week just to, um, as a precautionary measure um, to, to, I guess, keep our staff safe. Um, and so um, everything's now gone online um, and we're, we're trying to promote to click and collect. Um, so um, our past store customers can now Instead of coming into our store, that they can now buy online, choose click and collect, come to um, the warehouse store, which is right next to our store, and then be able to pick up from there. So it's a uh, interesting world that we're in at the moment. 
Tell us a little bit about the, the, the impact because you obviously do have the, the, the bottle shop storefront, but then you've also got um, the on, online business that, that, that you started with. Is, is that making it a little bit gentler for you at the moment, um, having such a big part of your business already in pre-existing online? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think definitely. I mean, it, it, the, the best thing is it's just reducing the risks... we're having our bbc moment that was (laughs) (laughs) we're all working from home mate (laughs) i'm learning the challenges of of working from home so this is my my first day working from home the uh at one stage i had to mind the uh two-year-old and um she had a cupcake and um while i was meant to be minding her she had a um she was eating the cupcake and i came back and the cupcake had gone, and so I had the, the outside wrapper. Um, turned out she had eaten it as well. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, ha- having the online um, business uh, is definitely um, useful at this time. Um, just, I mean, yeah, one, it's, it's taken away that, that risk of, of having to interact with customers in, in the store. Um, and uh, I'd imagine that over time there is going to be shutting down of more businesses and, and I'd expect that to be in bottle shops as well. Um, yeah. So, at, Richard, have, at you, least... have you considered um, also, I guess, the the optics? I know is the you know the cool term at the moment, but but in terms of how it looks, because I've I've seen in my um, Facebook and, and Twitter feed that uh, there's a it's a bit of growing resentment to um, people who perhaps could shouldn't be considered to be you know staying open. Did that factor into your considerations that j- just the way things look of, of staying open when so many others you know uh, are forced to close? Yeah, definitely. No, it was um, one of the considerations. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I guess, two two key things or three key things. So the, the staff um, wanting to protect our staff, wanting to protect ourselves. And um, that, that when you look at everything and, and all the talk about flattening the curve, um, if you are staying open, then you're not really doing your part in, in, in um, trying to flatten that curve as much as we can. So... Um, yeah, I mean, where we are in Australia at the moment, it's going to be quite different to where we are in two weeks' time. Um, so I, I think the more that can be done to sort of flatten the curve, um, which we'll be saying over and over and over again, um, the, the, the better we're all going to be. Richard, one of the things I was, I was just wondering, and, and because there's been such a push for um, you know keeping local alive and talking about our local breweries, have you noticed that um, the, the the purchasing mix has started to skew towards, um, you know, Australian breweries from some of your extensive international range, or is it still pretty much tracking the way that it always did? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, we, so if you were to go back three or four years ago, um, on uh, overseas um, breweries, accounted for probably about 60% of, of our sales. Um, nowadays, Australia accounts for, say, 60 to 70% of our sales, and that, that's just because the, the sheer quality of Australian product has is, is increased over that time, and there's so much more of it now as well. Um, uh, so th- th- there has been that shift that we, we've seen just over time, but in this landscape, 
I'm not sure. The one thing that we have seen that's changed is people are, are buying um, a lot of different beers instead of just buying them from this in the um, single, um, which is how most people buy from us. They're buying in the four six packs. They're buying cases, and and so they, they there's definitely a um, stocking up um, that that's happening, um, and it's happening across the international stuff as well. Um, but there's going to become a point where we're going to start getting quite low on the international product. And, and so um, there's only really going to be the Australian stuff to, to buy. Um, but for us, it, that the two sort of big countries are um, Germany and, and Belgium. Um, so, yeah. Germany, uh, in, 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 interesting. So what, sorry, we're going completely off uh, topic, I guess, <laughs> to a bit, but w- w- which German beers, I would have thought that they were a little bit unfashionable these days. Uh, things like Feinstefana, Franziskana, um, ones that uh, since the um, AB and BEV sort of buyout and um, the sort of changes that happened with um, there's a company called Urban Beverages Urban um, that were yeah, bring, yeah. bringing everything in. They've stopped um, bringing in lots of uh, the, the brands now so that there's no sort of Polana coming in, Franziskana. Um, so some of these sort of uh, uh, really well-known German brands are no longer sort of coming into the country. And so if we're able to get our hands on the stock, it just um, goes goes very, very fast. Oh, there you go. There, there, there was a yeah. little uh, I- interesting nugget. <laughs> so so yeah, what's next for you guys? You know, we've obviously seen restrictions start to come in. Um, being online, do you think if, if the um, restrictions increase, um, it, it's going to bite a little bit deeper for you guys? And and how the other thing is, how are you going getting stock from breweries? So stock from breweries so far has been uh, fine. We we haven't had any major issues with that. Um, the yeah, the biggest thing for us is just um, that the rate at which we're selling through things is, is so much more than what we expected for this time of year. It's kind of like our Christmas rush. Um, so today, I think we had to get a sort of emergency delivery of Stonewood Pacific Ale. Um, there, I do expect there'll be some um, challenges with um, suppliers over the next while. Um, we've already heard from one uh, big supplier that's um, ALM, um, Australia Liquor Marketers, uh, that they're seeing sort of unprecedented um uh, demand and so that they're struggling to keep up with everything. Uh, from the, I guess, the local breweries, everything seems fine at the moment. Uh, th- I think the risk will happen when um, if someone gets sick and then, then that's going to sort of shut down deliveries for that brewery type thing. I, um, I, but I, I don't yes. want to make light of uh, you know panic buying or anything like that at, at, at all. But you know when you see the scenes. You know, I'd imagine that there would be a few brewers, um, you know, who, who who wouldn't be upset if, uh, you know, concerned buying saw the shelves cleared of, uh, you know, Australian craft beer the way that it has for, for toilet paper and, uh, you know, pasta. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, the, the so I'm also on the board of uh, the Retail Drinks Association, which is essentially um, all liquor retailers in Australia, um, and I think one of the things um, that we're definitely trying to do is, is just let everyone know that there is a lot of stock still to go around. Um, if you're thinking about breweries, instead of 
that they now don't have all the keg supply or all the kegs to sell and they're moving to a lot more packaged products. So um, there is going to be a lot more stock that's going to be available to buy. So, um, yeah, we're um, definitely trying to, I guess, uh, get people to, to not go into that crazy frenetic sort of mode that, that we saw with toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, but, and again, that's why I do want to make light of it, but it would be nice to see... Uh, Sort of particularly at the moment, um, people going out and actively buying, um, you know, because I, I'm sure that the cash for your business and and, and that the breweries would be very helpful. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, uh, for us, uh, yeah, you, you don't know what's around the corner is kind of our motto at the moment. Um, and so it's just trying to be as safe as possible. Um, I, I think uh, looking at... Uh, other overseas markets, it seems that um, most governments have allowed online uh, retailers still to continue, and I think that's going to be the same in Australia. Um, but, yeah, over time, I think there will be a tightening of uh, sort of uh, standard bricks and mortar retail, uh, which we'll see, and, and that, that will have some impacts. But, um, yeah, it really is one day at a time at the moment. I guess this is one of those, well, I, I think I can anticipate your answer questions, but, you know, would you see, um, you know, alcohol sales as being, in a, you know, like a, a, a critical service or a, uh, you know, a vital service in the, at this time? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, I, I do think that, that alcohol does um, play a role in, in how people live um, and, I guess that their sort of mental well-being. So, obviously, heavy drinking is not something that we want to ever see. But um, the odd beer here and there does definitely help. Uh, I guess uh, relax and it helps people unwind. Um, and yeah, I think if it was taken away, um, that there would be even more impacts as well. Um, so. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting time over the next six months. Um, and there's going to be lots of challenges for everyone. Um, and at the moment, it's just a case of kind of weathering everything that we can take and, and hopefully sticking together and banding together, um, which is one of the, the great things I've kind of seen over the last while is that whenever you finish a conversation with everyone, it's always about sort of stay safe and, and take care of yourself. And I, I think that's been a great thing to see um, during this challenging time. Absolutely. Well, Sterling, yeah. Helen, yeah. Helen just weighed into the chat room saying 25 million people detoxing uh, would would cause a riot <laughs> all at once. And, uh, and I'm also pleased to say that Tim Fishwick uh, just texted to say he's currently on the beer cartel shopping for a click and collect other local beers. But, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no. so so that, that, that's good to hear. Okay. Well, Richard, thanks very much for joining us on The Antidote. Um, and as I, yeah, stay safe, be well um, to you and, and yours. You too, guys. Um, yeah, and I, I think to, to everyone that's out there, I hope they'll stay safe. And um, yeah, hopefully as an industry, we can um, survive this. Um, it is going to be challenging, but um, yeah, let, let's do everything that we can. Um, and hopefully there's smiles on the other side. Absolutely. And, and definitely, hopefully, there's beers on the other side. Exactly.
Thanks Good. again, Richard. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. See you. Uh, now, Matt, as we wrap up this second episode of the um, the Antidote, um, I'll just remind everyone, if you'd like to join us uh, as a guest, feel free. Um, you might be doing something particular that you think might uh, be of interest. You might know someone or you've heard something that might be useful to our listeners. Get in touch with us at producer at brewsnews.com or through the Radio Brews News Facebook group uh, and we'll find a spot for you on future episodes. And I'll just stop you there, Pete. Uh, while, while we were chatting, I've uh, teed up our first guest for tomorrow, um, which is a certain uh, young gentleman by the name of uh, Tim Fishwick. Um, <laughs> so seeing he was uh, lurking around, I thought he'd be. No, a... about, no, no, as I say, yeah, don't don't be um, afraid to hide your light under a bushel, as my grandfather used to say. Don't be afraid to blow your own trumpet, son, because no other bastard will do it for you. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but yeah, no. So, but if if anyone in the chat room or anyone who listens to this um, live, it was it was nice. I woke up to quite a few people that commented on the uh, on the the, the Facebook group. Um, and also sent emails during the day, uh, you know, saying good listen. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we're providing some some valuable news information and a little bit of, um, you know, light relief and comfort um, from you know, for, for people that are, are doing it very, very tough out there. And Matt, on a very personal and selfish note, I like doing it at five o'clock in the afternoon because I don't have to have a coffee <laughs> yeah. while, we're, while we're recording. Well, I, but listen, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave our listeners with this, Matt. Thanks again uh, for, for joining us. Um, we will come through this thing. We will you know, catch up with each other IRL uh, again. We will have a beer on the other side, um, as most of our guests have sort of intimated. We'll continue our businesses and, and uh, we will, God bless, still have our families around us. Um, things might look a little bit different, but um, but that might just be because we found something within ourselves that we didn't realise was there, or we might have been inspired by the efforts of those around us. Um, so thanks very much for joining us on the antidote. Um, we hopefully we'll be back, be back again tomorrow. We'll, we we will with at least one guest. Um, Matt, thanks very much for joining us and my pleasure, Pete, helping us out. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, mate, really looking forward to doing this uh, again tomorrow. Thanks to all in the uh, in the chat group. Great work, Mick. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mick Hollis. Oh, Mick's joining us? Yeah, Mick's joining us. Thank you. He's going to be after trademark because I've, I've, I've started calling it the virtual, uh, the, the VBG, the virtual beer garden. Oh, sorry. And we're out. <laughs>